Hello everyone, welcome to Realm and Ruin Presents Warhammer Waffle, Episode 4. A spin-off that, with so much waffle, it can feed a more tribe. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy that the Inquisition wants to know what he's hiding under his beard, it's Cameron. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely fine. I can assure the Inquisition I'm just hiding some very pasty skin under there. Well, that's where it all starts, Cameron. You know, that's how Nurgle got his name. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we thought we would do a waffle. Um, I had to check when we last did a waffle, and it was literally mm. at the end of last year, 2019. Oh, So I didn't realise it was that long ago. Yeah, I think it was mm. a, sort of after our 2019 sort of review show, and then the, the gap, yeah. you know, around Christmas and New Year, we thought, oh, let's do a waffle, and then... Yeah, Hang on, we're yeah, now at the, right. almost the end of April. <laughs> let's God, let's do one. Time's been flying. It 2020's has. a year. Mm, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yes, yes. Mm, mm. Um, right, so the format, you know, with these waffles is they're obviously a shorter episode and we just talk about whatever we want, really, sort of very unscripted. Mm. Um, as always, though, you know, if you want to see how you can check us out on social media, support the show, et cetera, et cetera, notes will be down in the description. So, um, Cameron, you can kick us off, mate. Okay. Talk to to me. Talk to me. Um, Well, I'm going to talk about my favourite little thing that happened in the community recently, which Mm. is everyone getting very uncomfortable over a Psychic Awakening short story. (laughs) I thought (laughs) Um, you may say about this. (laughs) Yes, yes. I figured figured it wouldn't really fall under the news category for next episode, so Mm. we might as well talk about it here. Um, Yeah. So for those not not in the know, for the Psychic Awakening books, Games Workshop publishes a little series of short stories on their website for each one. Uh, they, they published one for the, uh, Psychic Awakening War of the Spider, which is the Fae, the Aspire one, mm-hmm. uh, and is the one that's meant to be after Edge and War, but we're really not sure what order these are being released in now. Um, Very and, true. uh, yes, and the, the premise of War of the Spider, as far as we, we all know, is the Adeptus Custodes and the Sisters of Silence are escorting Primaris reinforcements to a chapter called the Brazen Drakes. Mm-hmm. When they get there, they find out that the chapter has turned Renegade, and Fabius Bile tries to nick all the Primaris reinforcements, and the Death Guard are chasing after him. Mm. Now, this particular short story shows what happens when that big ship full of Primaris Marines and Custodians shows up on the edge of the system and immediately gets a transpondence from the Inquisition saying, this chapter's heretical, we've excommunicated mm-hmm. them, watch out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, as far as the actual story goes, you know, the Space Marines try to plead their case. The Custodian is very, very uh, rigid on no surrender now, last warning. And then when one of them tries to speak up, he kills one and an all-out battle starts up on the deck of the ship and ends yep. with the Custodians throughout the ship uh, beginning to purge an entire chapter's worth of Primaris Marines, which is... <laughs> Wow, that's a lot to take in. And this, this short story was nice. It was, it was fine. It wasn't, it was not the most high quality one I've ever read, but I really enjoyed it mostly for the community reaction because <laughs> it got some very, very mixed reviews. Um, yeah, it did. <laughs> let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm mm. sure, I'm sure everyone who's paying any attention to the Warhammer communities online has been made aware of 
at least one person view one person's view on this uh particular short story um we have everything from people being confused people being disgusted people being outraged there's a lot of very angry space marine fans out there yeah <laughs> who uh, are, are crying crying out against this gross injustice done to some poor primaris marines mm. um there are the people who take the Imperium at face value as a good place to live and say they did exactly what was right, don't question them, and to that I say, ooh, okay. Uh, and then you have the people breaking it down and going, wow, this is really cool and interesting, and I love the community reaction to this, which is the category I fall into. Yes. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the big thing about 40K is it is, a, it is a satire, it's a parody of a fascist dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And... The thing with that is, when the game was first conceived, it was very open about that, and as the thing has gone along, in order to do more heroic and cool things and appeal to a broader audience, we have moved with the art and the stories into the realm of everything's a propaganda piece. So we have all the superheroic stories about Marines and the the posters of Gilliman that literally look like um, World War II propaganda and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and that all portrays everyone as super heroic and the Imperium's great and wonderful and good. And if you don't look past that, say if you come into the hobby in the last few years and you've not read super deep into it, or you just take everything at face value, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. It's fine to lightly enjoy a subject. It suddenly becomes very confronting when you read a short story, which grabs you by the head, shoves your face into the cesspit that is the actual Imperium and says, look at it. (laughs) Look at it! (laughs) You can't ignore this any longer! They were always evil! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's an interesting one. I I for context, this was called Consequences by mm. Andy Clark is the name of the short story, and um, and it's quite funny because actually it's one of the few that I've actually read. I I must admit, mm. I don't read all of the short stories. Um, oh, I should same. really, but yeah. you know, it, I suppose it's you know it's whether you're interested or not, and I suppose with this particular psychic awakening, I'm quite excited for this one because of fabius bar and obviously we've mm. you know discussed that on our latest episode and i you know i thought oh this you know this will be fun this will be quite an interesting one and i think it just highlights the the fact that even as old as 40k is now as a as a as a, an ip it can still surprise you you know it can still oh, go yeah. wow that's what i want and i i must admit i thought personally i thrive on these things not mm. not for not to be controversial but i love when something <laughs> like this happens i like you know like like when mm. we like when we talk about some of the novels that we have done on the show i like yeah. when we cover a novel where something meaty happens something yeah. that has yeah. an impact like I, I know i repeat it but like when we spoke about the great work you know the belisarius core yeah. novel where it has lots of law implications i like that because mm. mm. you know and obviously there's a lot of stories out there which obviously translate to being, you know, a good, good feel romp, you know, for, mm. <laughs> for your 40k mm. or AOS fan or whatever universe it's set in, where it's just an actions, you know, sort of novel, you know, it's cool, but yeah. nothing lore wise mm. really progresses. But I love the ones where something like this, which is only what three pages long and yeah. <laughs> you get, you get a re- reality check here of how mm. the, in this case, the Imperium works and, uh, and a bit like you, I'm in the, the popcorn, sort of category yeah. where I just oh, sit back so and, <laughs> and just watch what people say and do. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's, yeah. it's amazing that a little short story like this, a little excerpt, 
has had this much effect and it's crazy mm. and I love it. Mm. And it is interesting, you know, seeing both sides yeah. of the argument on this, um, mm. in regards to the custodians and the primaris. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, do you feel this is, this situation is quite real in the set? What I mean by that is, do you feel that like, if in the context of 40k this could actually happen do you feel like the, the way the, the custodian for example mm. reacted do you think that yeah. yeah they i could see them doing that yeah pretty much i well i mean the first thing is there were people going you know black library writers don't even read their own law before they write something <laughs> they just throw it out of the page but i'm like listen <laughs> the custodians have never been super fond of the adeptus astartes to begin with true um and Almost every single custodian was alive for the Horus Heresy, in which mm-hmm. Adeptus Astartes siding with their own chapters or legions over their overall allegiance to the Imperium nearly killed the entire human race. <laughs> <laughs> like that, those are those are deep wounds. And the reason I really like this story is that no one is in the right, and that's fine because the Imperium is an inherently bad place. And again. That's fine. I'm not judging the Imperium. I'm just saying mm. it's e- it's an evil fascist theocracy. It's fine that it's like that. It's a piece of fiction. I'm not going to try and change it to a good place or anything. But it is bad, and this story is forcing people to recognize that because the thing is, the custodian, in terms of hierarchy, is essentially speaking with the voice of the Emperor. Questioning him at all is not a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But also, the custodian is acting hyper, hyper, I want to say irrationally. On mm-hmm. this, because these are brand new Primaris recruits that the custodian's been cruising around with for the better part of a decade, presumably just <laughs> getting here. Um, they've never interacted with the original chapter. The only knowledge they have of it is anything that's been like hypno implanted in them during some training processes. True. Um, and yet his immediate reaction to hearing the firstborn Marines of the chapter have turned is to say, cool, the Primaris are all tainted. Arrest them. If they resist, kill them. <laughs> that's that is definitely not good that's definitely not fair but from the custodian's point of view of i want to nip this in the bud because the last time i saw something like this happen personally <laughs> you know it ended up with horus killing the emperor <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like let's let's get this over with now sure mm. we're gonna kill we're gonna kill a thousand primaris marines Sure, they they were bound for a system that really needed them, and they would have saved millions or billions of Imperial lives, but what if? And that's that's the custodian side, yeah. I was going to say, I think it's because, I think people's reaction to this is often because Mm. people struggle when a cutthroat decision is made. And if you, like I said, if you're playing devil's advocate on this, which we sort of are, is that (laughs) (laughs) um, demons advocate, that'd be probably better. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) it's a situation where, like you said, you could argue one case that the custodian has been very over the top and they've not really, mm. he's not given the primaris really a chance. And you could argue that the primaris really aren't in on this and they probably aren't. Mm. But like Mm. you said, he is seen this before probably, or, Yep. In, you know, it literally seen it before. And, mm. and like you said, they have a very, not great opinion of the Adeptus Astartes, because I suppose they probably see them as children in, in their own mm. way, um, the way they act, um, which is not too far from the truth in some ways. Um, mm. But 
when, like I said, when we see something like as cutthroat as that, where it's like, right, well, you know, like I said, it's a thousand Primaris Marines or so, let's kill them. Then, okay, mm. if 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 Sod's Law, they don't actually turn out to be, you know, her- heretical, okay, mm. never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but if they turned out they were heretical and they actually knew all about this, even though mm. probably they wouldn't have done because they haven't even come into contact with the, you know, the firstborn Marines of the chapter, yeah. um, as far as we know, you know, the way this is written, mm. then, okay, I've, you know, I've stopped a, a potential new, you know, war band of chaos that, you know, would have, could have gone on mm. to, you know, worse destruction. So I, I think it, it, it's almost like it's showing that, I mean, you see in a lot of the other fiction where the Imperium is held together by a plaster, a band aid, you know, it is yeah. literally <laughs> held together by <laughs> sticky tape. And mm. this is a perfect mm. epitome of that <laughs> where they're yeah. so paranoid. I mean, look, look, look at, look at how the, the sort of, factions within the Imperium work, as in, look at, you know, the, the fact that there's the Inquisition, the fact that you've mm. got, you know, a all-female uh, force that deals with, you know, heretics and burning people mm. and things like that. You've got, you know, you've got all these, you've got the custodies, obviously you've got the, the shock troopers in the sense of the, you know, space marines, uh, you know, to deliver the hammer blow, you know, so you've got all these different things, and it's all about protecting the Imperium at all costs, but Mm. It, it, that breeds paranoia and 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 you could argue it's it's understandable look what the imperium has been through it was literally mm. almost brought to its knees with the horus heresy that's as close mm. you know arguably as close as it's come to the imperium literally ne- you know never coming back and even yeah. you know 10,000 years later you know from the heresy to where we are sort of now in the law it's still recovering, you know, ultimately. Mm, yeah. And I suppose, you know, from a custodian, and also actually you've got to remember from the custodian point of view is mm. they are quite ashamed of what happened. Well, actually not quite. They're very ashamed of what happened in the Horus Heresy, i.e. the fact that not, when I say they let the emperor die, obviously they didn't literally yeah. let him die, but they feel that they should have protected him better. Hence why, mm. You know, they had, you know, after it happened, they wore the black cloaks as part of their armor. And it's only in recent times in the law that they've sort of kicked themselves up the backside and are, are now being more active because, you know, they, I, I, they've mm. had 10,000 years of wallowing in self-pity, basically. And I suppose <laughs> that's where that comes from, that they think, hang on, we just don't want to see this again. Um, mm. But at the same time, it, you know, if you look at it from the primaris uh, perspective, is it, you could argue it's very unfair <laughs> at the same time oh, yeah. because ultimately, you know, they've just been cut down when really they've not, you know, as far as you can tell, they've not really done anything wrong. They've just mm. been in the wrong place, the wrong time. But, you know, that the, the, the universe is war. You know, mm. it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't, that's why I don't really sort of fall down on one side with this. You know, I think oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's very, very shades of gray on this. Mm. Yeah, I fall down on the side of everyone made the worst possible decision in this instance. (laughs) And that's fine. That's why it's a good story. Again, this is Mm. like, this is one of the few things from Black Library that has made me feel genuinely uncomfortable reading. Like just Mm. not, not bad or sick or anything, just like a little anxious in the middle of my chest Mm. over like what was going on. And like, that's a good feeling because it means I'm still uncomfortable with the idea of someone saying, no, all you people who are absolutely unconnected to this except in name only and have never met anyone with this, 
need to die now. And I think mm. that's a good thing to feel uncomfortable about. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, yeah, it, it is, the Imperium is what it is. It is this, it is the creation of its circumstances, but it is also the creation of the fact that as a, as a whole entity, every single time there was a choice between upholding what was done before in the names of tradition, like, you know, all the, all the praising the God Emperor, all the doing terrible, awful things to people who aren't pure human, or making things better for everyone, they always chose tradition and dogma and essentially mm. fascism. <laughs> and over the millennia, this has led down to the Imperium being at this point where it is literally bursting at the seams. It's on knife point. It is held together with spit, glue, and prayer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it is just shambling along until it eventually falls apart because that was, that was and still is technically the whole premise of the Imperium in 40K is like, you know... Mm. Before 8th edition was, the Imperium is on the brink. It is literally on, the clock is at midnight, and things are about to fall apart because this can't be sustained any longer. And then, it, you know, 8th edition happens, and Gilliman comes back, and there's Primaris Marines everywhere, and people go, oh, things are looking up. I'm like, no, no, it's still there. We've delayed it by, like, two to three hundred years. And mm. that is the point we're getting to in the storyline now already. Because after the Indominus Crusade and Psychic Awakening filling in what happened throughout the rest of the galaxy at that time, we're now getting to that point a couple hundred years later where Primaris Marines are being put around, you know, the Imperium has done its best to rally back, and it's not going super hot for them. <laughs> They're kind of getting back into that same point of, oh, this is a, this is a bit of a pickle we found ourselves in. We're running yeah. out of men. We're stretched thin across the entire galaxy. And also, we keep killing ourselves because yeah. tradition... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 polarizing how many opinions get on this. Um, oh, you know, man. like yeah. like you'd have seen online, and it it's it's quite. I think there's there's some quite there's quite a bit of irony in it that that mm. people get have got very um, hurt about what's happened to these primaris marines. Yet there is a pe- a lot of people out there, and probably the same people in some cases that hate primaris marines, which I find quite yes. ironic. Um, ah, man, yeah. But, my my favorite comment on this whole thing was. I I know space. This is a comment on Reddit. I'm not saying this myself. Someone said, "I know Space Marine fans who, for years, have cheered every time in a piece of fiction when Loyalist Marines have blown away anyone who even looks at them sideways. And mm. the second it happened to them, they threw down their bolt rifles in outrage." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that, that has been not like you said. Not everyone's reaction, but a lot of people. Oh no. Yeah, have re- reacted people. in that way, and it's mm. it's you know that's why it's it's nice when air quotes, the good guys get a hammer in like this. I think it's, mm. I mean, like, like talking about being made uncomfortable. One, one novel that made me feel uncomfortable was, mm. um, I don't know, a slight tangent, but it was, uh, blade of Damocles, which is, I think it's blade, okay. blades of Dam- the, it's basically a ultramarines versus Tau novel that's based, you know, it's got, mm. it's got far sight in it. It's got shadow sun in it. And basically, it's it's when the the Ultramarines and Tau start fighting each other for the first time. I it's a, mm. it's a very good novel. It's done by Phil Kelly, and it's basically yeah. focused around them sizing each other up. You know, getting to, you know, so it swings backwards and forwards. You know, the Tau take a mm. bit of a hammer in because they're you know they and then all of a sudden the Tau get out of their crisis suits, and then the Ultramarines are like, "Whoa, what <laughs> what are these about?" And you know, it's very good in that. But one, what, the thing that made me really uncomfortable uh, mm. was the way the ultramarines were in it 
that you know because mm. obviously you know how they're seen in a lot of novels very noble they're still in space marines at the end of the day but th- these yeah. ones were very sort of blood hungry very sort of you know wanting to destroy the xenos and i know that's a very mm. old thing in the 40k unis we know they want to destroy it but it was the way i without sort of i because obviously i don't have the book in front of me but though having specifics mm. it felt uncomfortable it felt very like they're trying to exterminate the time very sort of mm. bloodthirsty the way they were doing it very yeah uh, you know and I, it, very oppressive the way they were doing yeah. it you're thinking you know you know it, i was very pro tau when i was reading that novel because <laughs> i was thinking come on guys i know i know they're obviously against your sort of philosophy but like mm. you're really like almost reveling in the fact of killing mm. these tau and it felt like you know it, yeah. it, some of the things you see in real life when you know, mm. a, a faction oppress another faction when, and it's a bit mm. unfair, a bit one-sided, a bit needless in some cases. And it, it, it yeah. actually made me, like I said, feel, and it's similar to that sort of situation with this. And I like that really, actually, because it, like you said, it makes you feel like that there has some significance. And, and it's funny mm. actually, because the one thing I was going to talk about as on this episode was, which I'm not going to actually, because I thought of another <laughs> topic. But uh, one thing I was going to say was, do you know? Do we feel that that 40k is not as grim dark as it used to be in general? Do you feel it sort of mm. got a bit, you know, fluffy rainbows at times? Obviously, it's still war. There's horrible <laughs> things. There's demons. But like, you know, do you feel like we've become quite numb to it? You know, like, oh yes, um, another demon coming out the warp. Oh, yeah, he looks disgusting. <laughs> you know, and it, like, not again, not mm. criticizing it, but you think, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. Stuff like this, it's like, oh, this is quite, yeah, I, you know, because you can mm. see this playing out like a film, can't you? We've oh, seen yeah. you. That's, and I think this is why this particular um, little novel short uh, it resonates with people because I think we've seen similar situations in movies like this mm. where there's you know one side is like hey you're you're traitors no i'm not you know and hang you got the wrong guys here we, we, we don't know what's going on and then you know they're pointing guns at each other and you know mm. it's all very mm. tense it feels like that and it's and it's because ultimately the space marines are on the wrong side of this which they're yeah. never usually on the wrong side of this <laughs> and that is what's well, making people feel uncomfortable yeah, I mean, not necessarily the wrong side, but definitely, definitely the losing side. That's what um, I meant. Sorry, sorry, that's what yeah, I meant. Yeah. Look, the lo- the yeah. wrong side is in yeah. the the I, disadvantaged <laughs> side. <laughs> I did, I did just have a thought, which is, I would find it hilarious if psychic, psychic, this psychic awakening is all about Bile trying to get Primaris bodies for experimentation, right? What if yeah. he doesn't even attack the ship and he just collects them with a big net when all the Primaris Marines have vented out an airlock? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> like fly catching yeah, yeah I, like, I like that that's his whole plan is like he gets this chapter to go renegade also that when the custodians come in system they immediately kill all the primaris and just get dump the corpses and then he goes job done didn't need to fight any custodians today i'm happy about mm. that <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah he like, presses a button <laughs> ah project trawler net <laughs> like, yeah. just comes out and sweeps them up <laughs> i mean it, it's bile so it would be thirty thousand slaves with air masks all holding hands out in the void or something <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> and just gently bumping against the primaris yeah like, oh, i've caught one i've caught it <laughs> oh man oh yeah but it, I, I feel I feel 40k is no less grimdark than it was in its mm. inception. I think it I think it literally just is that the official portrayals of the Imperium have shifted from being overt satire to being a more subtle form of digging at the Imperium. Like there's 
there's still obviously people in Games Workshop's art department taking digs at the Imperium, but they've gone from here's a space marine with kill written across his knuckles and death tattooed on his forehead. Uh, <laughs> he's ugly and grim and stumpy. You don't want to be him. He's awful. But it's gone to here's space marines arrayed in a classic Nazi propaganda poster look, all complete mm. with halos and fatherland symbols and all that kind of thing. And it looks cool and heroic. And then you go, oh, wait, no, this is a bad thing. <laughs> and it's moved yeah. It's moved to that more subtle bit. So it feels a little more heroic and fun and rainbow dash sprinkles, as you say. But it is still mm. under the hood completely grimdark. Like, there's still mm. things being written. There's, there's stuff, you know, it's in Necromunda. It's in some of the books on the side. All the Fabius Bile stuff is still super grimdark. And some of that's mm. quite recent, all that kind of thing. It's still all there. It's just the Imperium's presentation has been given a little bit of a facelift to turn it from overt... I, I mean, part of that's marketing, because you can't sell Imperial Guard if you have literal Nazi SS officers as commissars. Yeah. You really can't yeah. do that anymore, no. so just make them, make them heroic commanders who shoot the troops who run away. That's fine, mm. if, if they don't look exactly like an SS operative or anything. Mm. Um, and, and that's part of that, that, the Imperium needs that facelift, because if it's overtly fascist... A lot of people aren't are going to look at it and go, oh, maybe not going to get into that. If it's just <laughs> heroic, and then you read the books and go, oh, this is a terrible fascist state, mm. that's fine. And yeah. I, I feel that that's that that's that shift. Is the initial presentation has gotten a little nicer to appeal to a broader audience, which has had the side effect of some people not realizing the Imperium are also the bad guys. Yeah, which has led and to I, this, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as well is that. In a way, it is more, you're right, it's, it is a lot more subtle than it used to be. But I suppose the good thing is they're not also hiding it either. Because, for example, mm. if if you got into, oh, I, I'm into 40k, this looks cool. You start getting your space marines like a lot of people do. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm going to start reading into the law. Oh, right, let's start reading some of the books. <laughs> and then, obviously, the good chance is you're going to come across things like Dark Imperium, uh, Plague mm. War, and things like that. Yeah. And, okay, you will be then dealing with how Gilliman's dealing with the religious side of the Imperium, mm. which again is yeah. its own brings its own issues to to him, and obviously how mm. he's trying to deal with that side of things. And then, you know, so in a way, if you start reading there, you're going to, you know, you may naturally come across these sort of hidden mm. things that you don't see on the surface, and it's when you do, you know delve a bit deeper, you realise yeah. I said what yeah what shit show the Imperium actually really is. Um, yeah, and that's oh, good. Absolutely, <laughs> I yeah. think that's a good I thing. Mean, yeah, and I mean, like you said, if people buy Space Marines and then get into it, I think the first thing they will notice reading the law is like this is this is Sergeant whatever. He's fifty years old. He's been he's been a Space Marine for uh, thirty five years. And you go wait thirty thirty five years? It's like yeah, well, five years for all the implantation process. Then he's been on board fighting for thirty five years. So he became a Space Marine when he was ten. Mm. Yes, that's when we started the process. <laughs> and how did we do this? Oh, we put all the 10-year-olds in a pit and had them kill each other with daggers. And the one yeah. that came out victorious became a space marine. You go... <laughs> and you look at your models, these cool, awesome sci-fi <laughs> models. You go, do I have a squad of child soldiers? And you go... And the Imperium goes, yes, child soldiers. They're the most efficient. They don't ask questions. They kill anything you point them at. And mm. you go... Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do that whole skit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, it, and also, you know, you add the layers onto that, like that, like like I said a bit a minute ago, mm. is the way they deal with the Xenos. That you know, they're they're indoctrinated to destroy mm. all Xenos. You know, creating this you know basically racist 
you know, <laughs> faction that's that is just <laughs> looking to eradicate anything that oh, yeah. is not them. And it's you know, it, mm. when you actually look at these layers, you're like, wow, <laughs> this is actually oh, yeah. really bad. Um, mm. you know, as a reflection it, of things, mm. but that's the yeah, you know th- that is ultimately the point. Yeah, yeah, and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Like you read all the Eisenhorn uh, related stuff, and you go, cool. Like this guy, this guy works as a clerk. What's he like? And then he's described as, you know, he's chained to his desk with his fingers bloody and raw from writing with a quill. He's, you know, he's got cancerous growths from the ink on his other hand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, right. Yeah, no. And everyone's like, yeah, no, it's just the clerk. Ignore him. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I live to serve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's bad. And, and mm. yeah, I think that it's a, a real reflection of, of these sort of things. And, and in a way, I think going back to consequences, I, this, mm. this little short, mm. I think why it's just reminded people, I think, yeah. I th- and I think it's so easy, um, especially if you're not into 40 K law where you, like you, you're mainly into it, say for the painting or the tabletop. So some of these mm. things may pass you by, which is perfectly understandable is that, it, it, like I said, it's it's reminding you that this is a thing, and that's why I think we forget mm. about it sometimes. And then it's almost like yeah. a smack in the face, like no, <laughs> this is what <laughs> how the Imperium works. And it's oh, like yeah. oh, oh yeah. yes, I, I I remember now. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's not yeah, all no, fluffy this, Primaris this, Marines. <laughs> yeah, this is just Andy Clark grabbing us and going, "Look, it's awful. I want to go yeah. back to writing Age of Sigma, please. Yeah. God, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me it's goblins like mic- again." <laughs> it's like a mic drop, isn't it? It's just like, boom, yeah. right, see you later, guys. <laughs> I'm off to AOS. <laughs> Where things are a little nicer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's still finding its feet, so to speak. Mm. So Cool. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm glad you've got that off your chest. I thought you may look Thank to God. do that. So yeah. I've made about I've made about forty comments on Reddit over the last week about yeah. this story, talking to people about it. I needed to get it out invoice somewhere so yeah no that's why we do this (laughs) cool right okay uh my turn um we'll Mm. do something talk about something completely different so let's uh let's all go back to rainbows now so (laughs) so (laughs) i was thinking something you know quite appropriate and obviously you're seeing a lot more of it now in the current world situation obviously with self-isolation and i was sort of thinking Mm. right what could people do to help them you know, from a hobby perspective in mm. self-isolation, I, what ideas could we suggest to, to people to, you know, what, you know, there's, there's not the obvious stuff, like just paint your models, mm. <laughs> you know, yes, that's obviously one thing you could do, but like what other things um, could people do to, you know, still, I don't know, broaden their hobby horizons, you know, and that, and yeah. that doesn't mean just the models. This could be, you know, the law, uh, the painting, the, uh, the tabletop side of things. So it, it's, mm. Uh, everything so yeah i was just sort of thinking of ideas of what people could do and a lot of this is quite obvious that i was thinking of um but you know sometimes it's oh yes i hadn't thought of that until (laughs) until someone mentioned it (laughs) so uh so yeah so obviously as we've said multiple times on this show that people which is great that people are a you know, a combination of all the things that they like in this hobby you could be a painter you could be Mm. a player you could be a law person or you could be any combination of that plus you know anything else on top of that all these minor little layers and and i think that's it's a sort of hobby sometimes where i think oh, i would love people that are into one thing to start getting into another aspect of the hobby because i feel that 
you know, a bit like us where we're a bit greedy, as in we, we, <laughs> we do the models, we yeah. do the law, <laughs> we, mm-hmm. you know, and everything like that. And, you know, video games and, 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 you know, play when we can. So, you know, we're sort of a bit of everything. Whereas like I said, some people, yeah. you know, just one of the, one of them in, in, uh, in question. And I always, you know, I'm thinking, right, what can we, what can people do that may sort of get them out of that, that sort of zone? You know, like, right, you know, you're a painter, mm. but like what, you know, what would get you into the law? For example, what could you do to, you know, because people often want to, but it can yeah. be intimidating to sort of go mm. from one aspect of the hobby to another. So, um, so yeah, so here's a few suggestions and obviously chime in Cameron, um, <laughs> with anything yeah. you can yeah. think of as well, obviously. <laughs> so, um, obvious one, try reading some of the books now, yeah. we, you know, it, uh, that's obviously a very uh, loaded suggestion because obviously we we like reading the books and obviously where do you start with that? And that's always a very tough question because again, people have various opinions on where you should start on, um, Mm. on reading the books. Now, I think one thing that people often sort of forget when they say, Oh, I want to get into the law. What, which novels should I read? Don't need to start with the novels. Start with codexes and battle tomes. Mm. Start with the, start with the rule books. Actually, I think that if Mm. if you're a person that wants to get in, let's let's focus primarily on obviously 40k and AOS, but ultimately this applies Mm. to the you know the the specialist games as well, but and the other universes. But you know, ultimately, if you want to get into 40k or AOS, like I said, take the get a hold of a copy of the core book for um, AOS or the the rule book for um, 40k. And you've got about, in both of them, about 200 pages of law. Yeah. Okay, summaries, you know, it's just a reflection of what's happening in the current situation. It, you know, it'll go through all the different factions. You know, we have a couple of pages on each, so it's not going into, um, you know, an, an amazing amount of detail. But, you know, if you if you don't know where to start, you know, I, you're a person that's just been buying models to paint them, get one of those two books. They're worth it just yeah. for what it is. I know you then get the rules afterwards, but... Which mm, then leads that. on to one of the other, you know, suggestions about, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and the good thing is with both of them, uh, especially like the 40k rule book is, you, you know, I know it's difficult now because obviously getting hold of stuff because of, of uh, self-isolation, et cetera. But, you know, you can get a you know, hold of them on eBay and things like that. They're going around quite mm. cheap, relatively oh, yeah. cheap for what they are. You know, that's an amazing place to start. To um, you know, I mean, think think what we did, Cameron, when um, when Soul Wars came out, and we took that core book, and we spent, mm. I think, was it about seven hours of podcasts yeah, we did it, to cover it was that book. Two full episodes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we were. Actually, I do remember actually because I think it was you were you were feeling a bit ill on, on one of them. I was getting it was during our uh, heat wave mm. our end. Your yeah. cat got involved, <laughs> and yeah, all sorts yes. of things like that. But we we powered through it. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, so yeah, there was, there was so much for someone who had not really done a lot of Age of Sigma lore before that moment mm. to suddenly be inundated with. Here's the entire history of the Mortal Realms. This, <laughs> and it was all mostly new is the thing. Because, like, the yeah. basics were laid out in Age of Sigmar 1st Edition with uh, the Realm Gate Wars and stuff. But mm-hmm. then all the maps, all the cultural stuff, all the fluff stuff was kind of just jammed in there for Age of Sigmar 2.0. And we went, oh, there's a whole universe here. Yeah. <laughs> Things exactly. to discover. Delightful. <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. And, mm. I, yeah, I can highly recommend getting... Getting getting the core rulebook for any system, including the specialist games, will give you that big lore mm. dump experience. Like you, you get into Necromunda, get the core rulebook. It's got 
stuff covering everything to do on that planet, all the gangs, all the culture stuff, all the noble houses and intrigue and that kind of thing, the history of the whole planet for, like, the last 8,000 years is in there. <laughs> like, I assume it's the same for Titanicus and all the other ones. Yeah, um, yeah. You, yeah, you know, yeah maybe got... not maybe not as much as, like, Kill Team, but, like, mm. I know the Warcry one's got a decent amount of stuff as well. Yeah, it's got a uh, bit in there. Yeah. yeah. But, mm. but ultimately, that you can deviate from then once you get into the universe it's based on i mm. using warcry as an example once you've got a bit of an understanding of aos then warcry will make more sense because yeah it's, it's an offshoot of it so yeah i think definitely starting with one of the rule books and obviously it's, it's twofold because then you've then got the rules for if you want to mm. play the game <laughs> quite obviously <laughs> uh, like i said codexes and battle tomes are a good idea as well because ultimately I know they're a bit more specialist in the sense than then you're obviously uh, you know deviating towards a particular faction. You know, you will only yeah. get really the information plus you know odds and sods bits of information on other factions. But obviously, you've you know a battle tome or a codex will be just focused on the faction it's based on. But which is quite obvious. Mm. But again, you know, if you have a, a, a real interest in one. Um, you know, grab it. It's um, and and in I mean, be obviously you got to be careful of which obviously edition you get. Obviously, you know, there's n- not that much harm in getting some of the older codexes, for example. Yeah. Um, you've obviously just got to be a bit careful because obviously law has moved on since then. But you know, if you can pick up a, a seventh edition codex of a particular faction, mm. there's a good chance mm. most of it's going to be relevant. Still, it's just oh, obviously yeah. there may be a bit missing because obviously it's shifted over <laughs> to eight. So that's again, that's another. Mm thing you can do as well um and the other thing to get into that side of things is you know stuff like us like our podcast you know youtube Mm -hmm. things like that there's obviously plenty of videos and audio ways of Mm. getting in you know finding out and then to me once you've got a base of these things you know because there's so much out there especially 40k compared to aos because the aos is still infant in its own way um but you know, to get into this is very intimidating and it's, I know it's hard to know where to start, but if you can, you know, start, I have like a base level, like, right. Yeah. I can, I know roughly what's happened over the last few years. I can see what each faction is about. Then okay. You know, you still got plenty to go, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh, that way you've still got a good baseline to, to, to go from. Um, I think when it comes to the novels, again, that's a bit of a a hard question as well, because where, again, where do you start? But I think to be honest, and we've mentioned it on here, there's some obvious ones to, to go for. I think if you're talking AOS, if you want the older lore, then you've got, like you Mm. mentioned, the Realm Gate Wars. Um, the quality of those is a bit hit and miss. Uh, we've said that before, Mm -hmm. but, yeah. That, you know, if you're, that's from a, a novel perspective, but then it was still very early days and I think they were still trying to find their feet with AOS. So you've got mm. to give them a bit of a benefit of that. But it's still, you know, a good idea to see where they come from. Obviously, if you want the more recent stuff, i.e. AOS 2.0, obviously Soul Wars onwards. Apart from the, the core book, you've got the novel. Soul Wars is a perfect one to, to, uh, to do that mm. with. Um, I think went shifting over to 40k. Um, Again, you want to be looking at, in my opinion anyway, novels like Dark Imperium, Plague War, Mm. Devastation of Baal, uh, great work, you know, things where it's obviously a lot of it's, you know, sort of focus on Primaris and things like that because, you know, they are the current law. Um, Things like Eisenhorn, Ravenna, obviously Mm. classics that people like. Um, Obviously, the good thing is with 40K, you've got a lot more 
you know, a lot more novels yeah. to <laughs> to pick oh, yeah. into. But I think they're ones you should keep an eye out for. Uh, if you want to see mm. the chaos side, you want to be looking for uh, Talon of Horus, Black Legion. Yeah. Those two yeah. books are, are fantastic. Um, and again, give you a very good insight of what chaos can be like. And it often is actually mm. quite surprising um, when you get <laughs> into them. But yeah, I think, I hopefully, I think one day, and I think this has been suggested before, we could do with getting a, a bit of a novel guide going yeah, to do you know we'll put yeah. it on discord put it on our website and you know sort of where to start really and these are just again mm. these are just pure sort of suggestions um so yeah so that's that's one way you can get into the law and into the novels obviously Horus heresy is again a completely different beast in itself your best thing mm. to do with Horus heresy is uh, in, again what a lot of people say is read the first sort of three to five books and then mm. you can there's a there's a lot there's a flow chart out there that, yes. <laughs> um, that tells you where to go so you know you can sort of pick your path really when it comes to the mm. horus heresy but again you could read them all but mm. what's it on it was it finished on what 55 before the siege of terror five 55? yeah and then there's so, also the primarchs books which are technically yeah. just before the horus heresy ones for the most part and stuff like that yeah so there's a there's a lot to read there i've i've read a small fraction of it. <laughs> I really yeah, got to get through that at some point. <laughs> it's it's hard. I mean, it's good. It's good hard because they're very good books, but mm. it's a lot of a lot of reading. Oh, yeah. um, I think I got to twenty, and then I've read about another three more far later on. You know, so I've sort of yeah. like a massive, you know, twenty to fifty gap. <laughs> but mm. that's for another time. Um, actually, for some people, this may be the time to do it because <laughs> some people may yeah. have a lot more uh, time on your hands. So. Mm. that's one way um another thing you could do is learn the rules of the games again a very obvious statement you know but again you know rules keep moving on um again if you're coming from maybe the law perspective or from the painting perspective you never really played you know before you know again the rules especially Mm. for the main two games at least the base rules are free on the website so again check those out or if you've got hold of the main rule book or the core book for aos then obviously you've you know got somewhere to start with the rules from that perspective. Um, yeah. I find one way to learn, which can have its caveats, but is is bat reps, battle reports on mm. on YouTube. I find is a, I mean, I watch a lot of them <laughs> while I'm working uh, <laughs> during this self isolation period. Uh, and you know, again, when I say that comes with caveats, the only snag is sometimes people will get the rules wrong, which mm. is human nature. You know, that's just yeah. comes with the territory. So, but at least you can get, you know, with a lot of them, like I, I watch a lot of tabletop tactics, which is one of the, the mm. good 40K ones. And they explain yeah. their armies before they start, why they've come up with certain decisions. And they can spend a good half an hour doing that before you even get into the battle report. So, you know, again, if you're sort of like, oh, I wouldn't mind getting into the gaming side of things, that, you know, whilst you're, you're sort of waiting to get out of self-isolation, that's another way to mm. do it. Again, especially on YouTube where it's all free, yeah, you know, go go check them out. It just gives you, again, a good understanding of the various armies and the various games. Again, the easiest thing to do is just type in Battle Report and then maybe the faction you particularly want to learn about. Or, you know, and, mm. and also do for, do it for factions that you're not over familiar with. Because, again, when you're into the playing side of things, it's so easy to focus on the factions that you collect and you're interested in. But what about the factions yeah. you may end up playing against, you know, sometime in the future? watch battle reports with those, you know, see how they generally yeah. function. Um, and off mm. the side of that, um, there's a few good other resources. Uh, probably Goonhammer 
is another very good resource to learn the rule. Well, I say learn the rules, but more about learning the different factions. And they do some mm. really good guides on Goonhammer about how to, you know how a particular faction works and things like that. So that's again, that's another place you can go to if you want to to learn about that. Um, any other places you can think of in that regard? Mm. Um, uh, I mean, there's there's lots of. There's there's so many battle report places you can look to learn the rules. There's also a lot of good articles online um, for every system by everyone. Um, honestly, Tabletop Tactics is probably one of the best. I watch them the most. Um, <laughs> I, I also I also like uh, it's Guerrilla Miniature Gaming uh, as they sort of work sometimes with some of the mini wargaming guys and stuff like that, but they do some Necromunda stuff that I've been mm-hmm. watching. That's where, that's where I mostly learned the rules for Necromunda was watching yeah. them play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's and stuff like that. Um, but there's, there's a lot of channels. There's a lot of little channels that are really good as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shop around, try some stuff out. Usually, you know, within the first 10 to 20 minutes, if it's got, if their style is going to be for you. So it's not a massive time investment to, click on a random battle report if you're interested in it yeah 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 i'll I'll, I'll, I'll totally agree with that i think there's a lot out there where you know like i said that is well i think with battle reports particularly it's finding the vibe that you like Mm, um you know there's ones that are super super competitive some that are very you know beer and pretzels and then everything Mm. in between uh you know narrative and things like that and it's just finding the ones that you like, you know, that just, you know, and, and don't be frightened to sort of, even if they're maybe a bit more competitive that you were hoping or vice versa, where they're a bit more casual. If you like the vibe of what they do, you'll enjoy it. Ultimately, and oh, it yeah. sinks in better. There's nothing worse than trying to watch or read or listen to something where, okay, you, you're desperate for the information, but you just don't, the way it's, the way they come across yeah. isn't quite mm. for you, which again is all purely, you know, subjective in, in that mm. side of things. So yeah, you know, like, like camera says, shop around and see what's out there. YouTube has got so many of them. Um, mm. um, again, one thing I would say is check the dates of how, of how, or yes. how old they are, because again, yes. you got to be a bit careful because you could end up sort of watching <laughs> bat reps for old editions. And, and obviously mm. if you're trying to keep up to date I mean, with rules and, you know, <laughs> you know, there's no harm yeah. in it, but, but yeah, be wary. Fun, yeah. But yeah. You know, but if you're, no, from a learning the rules, perspective. Don't watch, don't watch a fifth edition battle report to learn. Yeah, exactly. edition. It's not going to work like that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, uh, right, what else you can do? Um, and uh, this is another one. Have a ready a clear out. Um, obviously, mm. you know, this is obviously switching more to the model and hobby side of things, but it's so easy, as we all know, we've got backlogs and people are, you know, smashing through them and some people aren't because, mm. you know, it's, it is difficult even when you've got time on your hands. But, you know, sometimes have a clear out, you know, have a look through and think, you know what, is there actually models here where you bought them on a whim? Um, not that I ever do that. Stop looking no, at me. Never. Um, never, <laughs> never <do something. laughs> but you know, they bought stuff on a whim, but you think, you know what, if you, if you feel it's intimidating you too much and especially if it's something that ultimately you could get again, you know, obviously if it's limited edition, then obviously have a bit more of a think about it. But if there's stuff you've got in your backlog that's, you know, obviously still in the box, still on the sprues, etc., you know, think, do you actually still need it at the end of the day? And if it's yes. something like I said, you bought on a whim, you know, uh, yes, I still, I do definitely still need it. And, and that's fine as well. I'm not, again, I'm not, don't worry, I'm not encouraging people to sell all their backlog. Oh, no, no. That is definitely not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, um, 
you know think about it is do you you know do you still need it is it something where you know say you're you're working on a couple of armies and you've just got mm-hmm. something that's so random you think do i actually still need it or you know can you sell it on um again i know in self-isolation it's you know like for example i can't get to a post office i can't go mm-hmm. out so yes i i've started hoarding stuff to get rid of but i have to wait <laughs> before i can get rid of it but mm-hmm. um yeah, but you know there's some people that would may benefit from it. And and the good thing yeah. is a lot of it keeps its value ultimately, as long as it's, you know, mm. especially if it's still in the box or still just on the sprues, because most people don't care about the boxes as long as it's, like I said, still untouched and you've got all the pieces, you can probably mm. make most of your money back and then you can use yeah. that towards your next project. So, you know, mm. and again, if you, mm. if you sell stuff, which I've done, uh, where you yeah. sell it and regret it, because you think, oh, I wish I hadn't got rid of that. Most of the time it's still, you know, the good thing is with, games workshop stuff is it's still around you know it's very not yes. a lot of it stuff goes away very quickly so you know you just save up your money and buy it again in the future if you if you make mm. that mistake yeah. but again yeah this is a perfect time to you know start thinking about having a clear out of that mm. side of things um and con- conversely to that if you mm-hmm. if you're nervous about kit bashing if you're nervous about painting techniques now is the perfect time to go on Facebook Marketplace or eBay and find a bunch of cheap miniatures to get as mm. poor, unfortunate test subjects. I haven't been yeah. doing it specifically for that. I've been getting for minis I plan to actually put love and attention into, but <laughs> there are there are p- lots of people are doing what you just outlined, getting rid of things they don't want or need anymore. So if you've got if you've got the spare cash, remember you should still have food and medicine money and stuff set aside set aside. But if you got mm-hmm. if you've got a bit of spare cash. You've got plenty of spare time. Now's the perfect time to buy a box of slightly loved Primaris Marines and use mm. them to test out non-metallic metal and all that kind of thing, or to test up your skills with a hobby knife. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Cameron mm. said, perfect, perfect time. To, and that—that that was one of the things I was going to lead on to: learning new skills. Ah. You know, mm. uh, at the end of the day. You know, there's always something you can learn in this, and 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 as we all know, we all can get intimidated by certain things. You know, e- even some of the basic techniques of you know, like say kit bashing and painting and things like that. And uh, again, it even applies to getting into the books and the law. It's, it's all it can be very mm. intimidating just because of the sheer volume of what there is. But this is a perfect time to learn new skills. You know, I'm learning new skills for my secret project um, at the mm. moment and uh, <laughs> things like that. And ironically should hopefully help people um with skills but i'll Mm. say about that in the future but Mm. it's one of those things where you know this is the time to to learn something and and you know there's a good chance and what i think will be really cool is that when we do come out of self-isolation as a world you know when things go back to what can be perceived as normality uh it'd be great that what people have managed to accomplish in that time and well look what i taught myself and and i said don't be frightened to do something Mm. give it a go and and like Cameron said about picking up stuff cheap and sort of about what i was saying about uh getting rid of your (laughs) backlog but again the flip side is don't be frightened to try Mm. a new project you know because again you know, people are bored in self-isolation. Uh, the yeah. moment. We, we all have our moments. It, it's, it's a funny situation for most of us, especially when you're into this hobby. You're like, great, I'm at home all the time. I can think of all the cool stuff I mm. can do. And oh, yeah. even that can still get boring because, you know, mm. there's, you know, you still want <laughs> a, a varied lifestyle. Most people yes. do anyway. So, oh, so yeah. you know, don't be frightened to think, you know what, I'm trying to plug it away at, at this particular project. Or, you know, there's this army I'm working on. Don't be frightened to mix it up and go, you know what? 
I'll build myself a Necromander gang and work on yeah. that for, a, and then go back to the big, bigger project. Don't be frightened to do that because it it can benefit you. I'm, I mean, I'm a perfect example. I've got more fingers in pies than I. Well, I, I'm in mean more pies than I've got fingers, but yes, it, it, go. it works for me <laughs> now. I've sort mm. of cut. I've cut. I've I've uh, I've made peace with myself <laughs> mm. on that. Yeah. In the sense that I like having. You know, because I'm because of my personality. I've mentioned it on the show before. I like to have variation. I some days, even if I'm right in the middle of a, a project I'm enjoying, some days I'll wake up and think I'm not in the mood to work on that today. No particular reason, just not feeling it today. But if yeah. you've got a few yeah. other alternatives to just to keep the momentum going, then that's only a good thing. Again, it means things will go a bit slower. But at the end of the day, if you're making progress, you're making progress. You know, mm. so. Mm. Um, Another couple of suggestions, sort of a bit on the outer side of the hobby, and uh, if you're into it, and something I've recently getting into is, you know, Warhammer RPGs, i.e., your, you know, your mm. your Dungeon Dragons style type games. Um, again, don't you know if that's something you've not tried before, or you've done it, you know, in the past, and you like to get into it again. You know, in the world we live in, where you know we're all connected via the internet mainly, you know, it, it's mm. doable. You know, you got your your Skypes, your Discords, and everything like that. Yeah, you know, set something up. You've got people, yeah. you know, there's, and again, there's a, the good thing is there's people out there that are advertising, you know, like on Reddit and Discord where you, mm. you know, even if you don't have people, you know, to hand straight away, there's the people that are setting up groups to, to join. So again, mm. you know, if, mm. if you want your Warhammer fix, but you want to do something that's a bit different to the, the main side of things, don't dismiss, you know, I said your tabletop RPGs. If, you know, if you're into them, if obviously, if you're not, then don't worry about them. But, um, mm. there's, there's multiples, obviously wrath and glory has just had a, yeah. you know, the 40k one has just had a updated, uh, PDF. And if you already own the PDF, you'll get, you can download the, the new updated one for free. And obviously mm. in turn, they'll be doing a physical release of that as well. Obviously we did it for our first anniversary yes. and enjoyed it. So that's something to, yes. to consider. Obviously, uh, it's not out yet, but there'll be the AOS Soulbound, which is the, mm-hmm. basically the, the AOS version of that. But obviously you've got the old Warhammer fantasy. You can do like what we're doing, which is taking D and D rules and doing it in the mortal realms, you know, things like that. So mm. you've got, you know, be creative um right what else um video games as well again that yeah. obviously that's not everyone's cup of tea some people are not into them which is completely fair but the good thing is again with this whole situation um especially on on the pc is a lot of these are going on sale all the time you know there's obviously i know <laughs> i know warhammer get video games are a real mixed bag i appreciate yes. that there's a lot of yes. good there's good ones and there's some very debatable ones out there but you know again mm. If you want something that's, you know, you want to get your Warhammer fixed, but you don't want to, you know, something alternative, again, don't dismiss the video games, especially if you can pick them up cheap. Um, is there any mm. particular ones that you've played, Cameron, that you think people may enjoy? Um, if you're on PC, get Space Marine. It's a great <laughs> third-person shooter. It is so fun. Um, it's got its rough edges, like every 40k game has, but it's mm-hmm. really, it's really, really good. Um and in general, uh, try out Inquisitor Marta. It's mm. pretty cheap recently, and if you like Diablo, you'll probably like it. Um, yeah. I'm not the world's biggest Diablo plan- fan, and I still played it for about 30 hours and had a good time. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that'll tell you. Um, God, bolt guns are so good in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are. I know. I use them the really game. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, ooh, off the top of my head. Um, for a little more Warhammer Fantasy style thing, uh, Vermintide is pretty good, and apparently Vermintide 2 is really good, uh, mm-hmm. from everything I've heard. 
Uh, yep. Blood Bowl uh, and Blood Bowl 2 are lots of fun mm-hmm. uh, if mm-hmm. you prefer more sports game style things. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I don't know if there's a Warhammer visual romance novel, but a uh, visual novel <laughs> in romance genre, but if there isn't, I should really make one at some point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how I'll write my that's how I'll write my 40k love story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, the good thing is, with, at least with the video games, there is a, a mm. wide range of them, so you'll probably find oh, yeah. something that you'd like. But like I said, yeah, mm. Space Marine is fantastic. It's it's probably one of the most visceral, gritty sort of 40k games you can play. You feel like you know when you're yeah. ripping orcs with a chainsaw. It's mm. yeah, it feels like you're yeah. pr- like a proper marine. Uh, well, mm. uh, um, for context, uh, Shade Spire has just come out of early access. Oh yes, so yes. Um, absolutely on, that's on, just Shade on Spire PC. Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> again, if you want to play uh, Warhammer Underworlds, but you know you don't mm. have people to play with, again, get the video game. It's really good so yeah. far. So that's mm. a, a perfect one to to look at. Um, if again, I'll, I completely agree. Inquisitor Martyr is really good. If you want a Warhammer mm. Fantasy version, you got Chaos Bane. Which I recently completed, which is good. Not amazing, Mm. but if you can pick it up cheap, it's definitely worth it. And you can, you can smash through it in not very long, probably about sort of 15 hours or so. And yeah, Mm. it's good. It's good. You know, and it's got Team Kings DLC. What do you need? What more do you need? Mm. Um, (laughs) obviously you've got the bigger ones like, uh, Total War, Warhammer as well. If Mm. if you want the more epic Mm. side of things, but, uh, yeah, like I said, there's, you know, if you're on PC, go on Steam. There's plenty of them on there. Just type Warhammer yeah. and you'll see all of them. And, and then you can obviously mm. read the reviews of what of what people yeah. think. But again, if you've got your consoles, again, there's a good chance mm. you'll be able to have a few that you can pick up as well. So, yeah, yeah like I said, oh, don't... And if you, you like know, uh, if you like card games, it's Age of Sigma Champions, which has yeah. got its full online suite of things you can play. You don't have to be in a physical space. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think from memory, it's gone completely... Uh, digital now because um, obviously mm. it was a one way you could get the physical cards and then you could scan mm. them to then play them digitally whereas i i could be i could be wrong on that but i'm pretty sure i'm not is that mm. i think it's purely digital now as in they've stopped physically making cards so yeah okay. uh, you can get that yeah. on on your on your tablets you know on on your phones but also you can get it on steam as well so again it's free mm. to download you just or see um you can use it to unlock cards and such like so uh, yeah so again there's a fair few options so uh yeah but it was just like I said, it was just to sort of you know get you thinking really um again a few la- last few suggestions really uh which is i suppose arguing more on the creative side of things um do some writing you know if you wanted mm-hmm. to get into doing some of the the writing you know if it's fan fiction or obviously uh you know for future black library submissions or cold open stories who obviously we spoke mm-hmm. to colin recently on the show uh again that's another way you can sort of get into it um and another thing which is quite i've seen quite a few people doing again especially with this current climate is creating their own solo games again people have got yeah. models and they haven't mm. got anyone to physically play with so you know mm. to look out for those as well they're starting to appear on you know youtube your mm. main forums for 40k and aos so there's you know and even on the community website as well um, i think it's sam yeah. pearson the guy behind warcry mm. he's done a few sort of solo scenarios so um yes. yeah you know again yeah. or if with you want that, if you don't yeah mm. sorry Karen. yeah with that Test out Adeptus Duelum for us and send us your thoughts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. If you check out our second anniversary episode, which was 
only back in sort of February time, but yeah, check mm. those out. We must get back to that at some point oh, yeah. as well. Um, but really yeah, like I said, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, if you want something to try out, that's something as well. But, um, but again, the good thing is with the community, um, out there is if you've got an idea, you bounce ideas off people. You know, if you think, oh, I've mm. got a solo game idea, whether it's for AOS 40k, I've seen, once or the idea of doing it for necromunda as well is you know get put it on a forum you know go on reddit you know or go on tga if it's aos go on bolter and chainsaw mm. if it's 40k or all the other forums and throw an idea out there and you know feed, feed off other people's suggestions as well and with a few of you as a you know as a community you mm. can get something up and running to be honest and 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 to the good thing as well is that they don't have to die off when we're out of this situation you know at the yeah. end of the day if you get some good solo rules out there you know even when we're out playing again and <laughs> yay we're, we're free then yeah you know these these rules and, and little games can still hold up if you want something to occupy your time when you haven't got other people to play mm. with at hand so um yeah don't dismiss them so yeah you know get creative think outside the box you know and try mm. to you know see if you can enjoy other parts of the hobby that you're not so overly familiar with you know make that yeah. make that a little yeah. goal for yourself so, um, cool. Okay. I yeah. think, um, we've, uh, done a good amount of waffling, Cameron. <laughs> we have waffled for about an hour. So I think yeah. it's time we wrap this up. It is. And with that, Cameron, tell people mm. where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twin. That's night without a K. Uh, come, come, come chat with me. Honestly, it's, it's social distancing time still. So, ooh, although actually for me. I can gather in groups of up to 10 indoors only starting Ooh. tomorrow. So that'll be exciting. We're doing D&D. Party. That's nice. Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, come chat to me. I'm still, I'm still a lonely person and online. You will not give me as much anxiety if you suddenly just shoot me a message. So if you have anything you want to say, if you want to come at me for my takes on the consequences, <laughs> <laughs> feel free to message me on Twitter. We will talk. How bad in a constructive way, everyone. In a constructive <laughs> way, um, you can also find me. You can find me in our Discord, of course. Uh, come join our Discord; it's great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at realm underscore and underscore ruin. I need to update that with all the stuff I've been doing. I just realized Do I didn't put anything on Instagram yet. Oh no! Um, <laughs> and where can we find you, Matt? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Ninja Badger Seven. Uh, again, come and talk if you want to talk about anything that we talk about on here, or just say, "Hey guys, I'm enjoying it." Um, that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. if, if you want to check out our podcast on Twitter, that's our main social media platform. That's at Realm and Ruin. Uh, come and chat on there, and uh, or come follow us and see what we, we're getting up to. Uh, you can also, like I said, join off discord server it's free to join no no behind no walls uh especially on terror um and uh, you can uh, yeah come along and chat to some lovely people and there we've got some great people like i said we're all all bunching together obviously trying to get through this self-isolation period and yeah come on and uh yeah. meet some lovely people um and yeah i think that's it really and again mm. with all this amazing time on your hands if you feel we, we're deserving of it. Go on iTunes and give us a five-star review and get hopefully yeah. more people listening to us. If you, I said, if you feel we deserve it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that's been it. That's been Warhammer Waffle Episode 4. Well, I said we'll try and do a few more of these as and when we get the chance to do so and just 
just waffle on like we've just done for the last mm. hour. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll sign off now. Um, keep safe out there, everyone, as always. Yes. Um, and as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Ta-ra.